My name is Mike Haynes, and I'm the Director of Instructional Services at the Charlevoix Emmett Intermediate School District, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Red Apple Network, a podcast featuring leaders and experts in education. Today, it's my pleasure to be talking with Stephen Seeley, Superintendent of, for the Palestine Public Schools. Stephen, uh, thank you for talking with me today. Mike, thank you. I'm uh, honored to be here and excited about the conversation. Great. So I'd like to start by asking if you would share a little bit about your background, what led you to your current position, and anything else you'd like to offer about why you're here. Yeah, I graduated high school and I was always jealous of uh, those kids that knew exactly what they wanted to do when they grew up. You know, the people that knew they wanted to be a firefighter. I had no clue. So I went to <laughs> North Central Michigan College, which I'm a grad, gra- proud graduate of, and uh, uh, had to do some uh, volunteer work. And I volunteered in a friend's kindergarten classroom and went, wow, like teaching is for me. I'm excited by this. So went to Grand Valley State, um, got my teaching degree in elementary education, mm-hmm. uh, taught for 11 years, mainly in the upper elementary, fourth, fifth grade, um, but had the pleasure of my favorite year of teaching was my last. Um, I was a uh, kindergarten through fifth grade gym teacher, oh. which kindergarten <laughs> gym was amazing, and then right. seventh and eighth grade social studies, and I traveled every hour of the day, and uh, it, it was really rewarding. I got to see kindergartners in the morning and eighth graders at the end of the day, and uh, had a fantastic teaching career. Uh, I wasn't sure that I wanted to go into administration. I wanted to get my master's degree and uh, worked on my admin degree and the opportunity to become an elementary principal at Wolverine Community Schools opened up. I was teaching there and uh, the retiring superintendent wanted me to take on the position and Great. I, I, I gave it a shot, fell in love with it and this is year 13 for me in administration. Well, it suits you well. Um, there's, there is a lot going on here in Pelston, and can you share a few points of pride, things that uh, make Pelston a great place to work and learn? Yeah, I think the first two that I tell everyone and I'm very proud of is I think that we start kids out extremely well and we finish them really well. And, That's you know, great. the middle here in Pelston is pretty great as well. But <laughs> uh, uh, we've got an extremely strong uh, GSRP, Great Start Readiness Program, preschool. Mm. Uh, we have one three-year-old classroom and two four-year-old classrooms and utilizing the um, regional enhancement millage funding that we get from mm-hmm. the isd approved uh, millage we offer pr- free preschool to every parent so uh, totally tuition free doesn't matter income level so um, we're starting kids off right with a really sound program you know then we end it uh, we graduate kids very strongly as well sure. in my opinion you know, we have dual enrollment opportunities through north central michigan college and baker college and kids take can utilize that but i'm most proud of our cte courses our career and technical education courses we offer six hmm. i think highly unique courses in pelston and for a district mm-hmm. our size to offer as many as we do it's uh, rather unheard of but we offer business class a health occupations course um, a new power sports course, which we just uh, built a new building, and it also houses a robotics program in it. Um, public safety, where students learn to be firefighters, EMS, and police officers. Uh, construction trades, our students build a Habitat for Humanity home each year. And then a welding course, which our students graduate certified and ready to go into the workforce. So those six programs are pretty amazing. Yeah, it seems like kids could graduate from Pelston and just stay around town and uh, do just about anything with, with that experience. Absolutely. You know, and the last part that I'm, you know, point of pride that I want to make sure I mention is the staff here is absolutely incredible. You know, I've had the opportunity to, this is my fourth year here in the district, and the, the staff that were already here before I came were dedicated, amazing 
um, wonderful individuals. I had the opportunity to hire a lot of people that I previously worked with to add into that group. That's and nice. I knew that when they were coming on, I'd already worked with them and that they were amazing. And we've had the blessing of hiring a really great young group of um, educators. So as I look back and you know look at what our teaching staff and support staff are doing in this district as a whole, like it gives me goosebumps. They are <laughs> as dedicated and talented yeah. as they come. That's great. It's incredible. Wonderful. And you're on a roll. Uh, literally, you just got a grant for uh, some new school buses that are electric. Can yeah. you talk about that at all? Yeah, I, I'm pinching myself on that one still. <laughs> we were on a, a pre-approved list from the Michigan Department of Education that um, you know didn't necessarily mean that we were going to be awarded, but we met the criteria to um, pursue the grant. So I said, well, we definitely need to go after that. Um, we had to choose how many buses we would apply for. Uh, worked with my board and my transportation director and we have five bus routes and we applied for four uh, new electric school buses and we were awarded all four. Uh, it's $1.58 million. That's wonderful. Yeah, the, each bus is $375,000 and uh, the infrastructure was uh, paid for through the grant as well and they're not on the road yet. We're waiting for some uh, upgrades from Consumers Energy, which they're setting the pole tomorrow and hmm. these buses will be on the road by March. That's great. Yeah. So we all know that the superintendency is a complex, multifaceted position. What, what in your idea, is, is the best part of the job? The best part of the job for me is I be, I'm, I'm able to bring joy to kids every single day. Like, That's great. Uh, you know, I that. that might sound silly, but, no, no. Um, you know, we challenged our students last week, an example for you, or not last week, last year on the M-STEP, um, and implemented a, a reward trip, and it's going to be hmm. uh, in effect tomorrow. So any kid in our school district that were, was proficient or advanced and passed the M-STEP, or if they improved their score by 100 points, earned a reward trip to Avalanche Bay Water Park. Wow. And we've got 120 kids that are going there tomorrow. Nice. And I love the opportunity to be able to do those things. You know, we're rewarded by uh, paychecks and and, uh, <laughs> right. and bonuses. And um, I love to be able to make kids happy. I, you know, I love to be able to put two new CTE courses into our, our program. We've added power sports and um, public safety. And I talked to two young men last year that said, Mr. Seeley, can we do a, a fifth year of high school? We, you know, we absolutely love these CTE courses and wish we could stay longer. And, you know, they weren't kids that I ever would, I thought they were probably <laughs> counting the days to graduation. So, um, you know, that's one. The other great part of the job is like the summer months are really boring to me. I'm here every day <laughs> and it's not the part that I enjoy, but I know that that's the time where you know, we're making decisions and improvements and changes as a school district, building, you know, a new football stadium, um, you know, remodeling bathrooms and doing stuff like that that directly affects, you know, kids' happiness and, and what they think about school. And, um, you know, you want to challenge kids to either grasp onto these CTE courses and go into the work field or uh, challenge them to continue their education and go to a vocational program or to college. And I think we're doing that here. Yeah. So are we going to see you on the uh, surf simulator at Avalanche Bay? I don't do the surf simulator, but I'm going to race a couple kids on the uh, toboggan slides. I haven't lost yet. <laughs> so what's your biggest challenge? Snow days. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> yeah, honestly, if, if you ask me what the worst part of the job is, it's snow days. I am on edge all winter long. Um, I don't sleep well. My greatest fear is I'm going to oversleep and not make the right call. And, and then, as we all know, you know, you just traveled here from Charlevoix, I'm right. assuming, and I'm sure you drove through, you know, four Smalls. different, yeah, four different <laughs> weather patterns. So, yeah. 
uh, you know, jokingly, that is the worst decision. You, you want to make sure that education happens each and every day and, and that our doors are open, but you want to obviously keep kids safe. And, Absolutely. you know, my greatest fear on snow days, buses can go through a lot and they don't go that fast and they can handle icy, bad roads. But when I'm making the decision to close, I'm always worried about that 16-year-old that just got their driver's license and maybe right. the tires on their car, you know, are snow tires. And so that would be one. Um, you know, the second piece, which not jokingly, uh, is secondary trauma. You know, mm-hmm. I, I see it in my staff members. I, I know that it's in other fields as well. I, you know, I had a cousin that uh, was a oncology nurse in Florida, and she had to, you know, switch and go into the emergency room because she carried that trauma. And I think that that is, that's easy for the average individual to see and understand that my cousin Heidi, you know, went through that. But mm-hmm. I think that people that don't work in a school system, they don't see what we see on a daily basis. And, you know, I, I have staff members that come in through the doors and, and, you know, the kid that's in need that lost a family member that had a house fire, that there isn't food on the table, that they know they don't have enough heat. Uh, those are the things mm-hmm. that, that, that drive me to do the things that we talked about previously. But that's the hardest part of the job. Like sure. it's the most rewarding part of the job. It's why I love it and why I'm going to do it for a lot longer. But, um, it's hard. It's heavy. Yeah. That's a great perspective. And, yeah. you, you know, you have a great attitude. And it's clear that you bring 100% every day. Uh, how, can you share how you do that? How do you keep the saw sharp, if you will? Because I demand it of myself, um, which is a, is a simple and easy way to put it, but it's absolutely true. Um, you know, I believe that these kids deserve nothing but my best. And, you know, some of these kids... Uh, don't get the best you know it's hard to be a parent I Mm -hmm. sometimes leave here after giving my best and I think if you talk to my three daughters they would say sometimes dad's grumpy when he comes home Um, you know and I understand that parents don't always aren't always able to give their best when they get home Uh, they they try their best but uh, you know these kids deserve a smile these kids deserve a a handshake a high five or a hug every time they see me Uh, don't get to have bad days you know inside Mm -hmm. I might be having a bad day and tormenting over something but Nobody's going to know it. My staff can't know it because if I'm down and negative and grumpy, then they're down. They're going to be down. And then, you know, the the most important thing, like I see kids all day long, but I also know that I could be the best superintendent in the world or the worst superintendent in the world. And, you know, it's my third grade teacher, my seventh grade teacher, my high school science teacher that are having the direct effect on mm-hmm. those kids. And so I need to I try hard to make sure that my staff is happy and, and in turn try and make work hard and make sure my students are happy and it's a huge responsibility yeah. um, you know when I talk to school leaders I'm always curious and intrigued who they look to to read or listen to to continually learn so who, who's on your list yeah um, I have a weird list uh, I, I, I'm not <clears throat> I'm a homebody when it comes to education and you know I think sometimes it's a fault I just went to a conference in Lansing and it was a great conference on contract negotiations and I broke out of my shell and and drove south and um, you know went to something but I rarely do I I keep extremely close to home Um, it served me well over you know my six years as a superintendent Mm -hmm. Uh, but I challenged myself internally like Sarah Broman who's my administrative assistant through those doors um, she's the most dynamic person I've ever worked with and you know, she challenges me every day to make sure I'm on my game. That's great. Um, you know, I surround myself by great people. My two principals, I learn as much from them about this and about kids as they do for me each day. And, um, you know, also uh, a guy like me doesn't have to look very far far for answers. Yourself, 
the ISD administration and then the you know, fellow administrators, principals, and superintendents in the ISD. You know, this, this group of educators uh, leading the school systems in Sharam are, are dynamic, smart, brilliant. Like I, I know 12 people that I can pick up the phone <laughs> and call when I need help. So, you know, it's maybe a fault of mine, but I don't rely on conferences or experts or, um, you know, PhD doctors. I, I stay close to home sure. and the people that guide me and help me. And I suspect others call you for help. Once in a while. Yeah. So what is one piece of advice that you would give someone who's thinking about becoming a superintendent? You better be all in. You know, yeah. it's uh, every job <clears throat> in education, you know, being a, a bus driver, a cook, a coach, um, you better be all in when you're mm-hmm. going to do it. So when I say that, I don't mean, you know, that superintendency is, is more difficult than being a kindergarten teacher. But it's a lifestyle. I mean, mm-hmm. I this is not nine to five. This is 24 seven, 365 days a year. If a fire alarm goes off at the school, I don't get to go, mm, I'm not gonna worry about that. I've gotta go make sure our school's safe and ready to function the next day. If a staff member, I tell my staff that I'm on, unless I'm asleep, you can reach me because I don't want that staff member to be in crisis over uh, whether or not the field trip they right. have is gonna be able to be pulled off tomorrow. Um, you know, so it's not a, it's, it's a lifestyle. Like uh, uh, every moment of my day, I'm thinking about school and sending emails at night about the next great idea that we're gonna tackle. Um, you know, for the superintendency directly to answer your question, um, you better have broad shoulders and, and be ready because, you know, I try and look at it that everything's my fault. You know, if a first year teacher's struggling and, and uh, isn't being successful in the classroom, I don't point a finger at them first. I don't point a finger at the institution that uh, graduated them. I point a finger at myself and the principal and say, what have we not? We, we thought this person was, and I don't have that happen very mm-hmm. often, but if a first-year teacher is struggling, we got to look as administrators inside first. Like, did we set this person up with the right mentor? Did we offer them, you know, the right start to their educational career? And, you know, what can we do to make sure that we bring them around and make sure that they're successful same with a you know i take it extremely personal if a kid doesn't graduate on time that's my fault you know yeah. as a as superintendent what did i not have in place what systems did i not have set up what you know did we miss uh credit recovery in the summertime you know we can't we can't just say the parents didn't care or the kid didn't right. respond i mean I, I drive to kids houses and knock on their door and get them out of bed to get them to come to school so you're thinking about being a superintendent in my opinion you better be ready for that and then you know you better be ready to do everything before yeah. you got here my maintenance director is off and uh you know we only have snow service if we get four inches of snow so i've been outside for 45 minutes shoveling because it needs to be done and we need to keep the doors open so that's great advice uh, my shoes appreciate it by the way that you yeah. shoveled for us you're so. welcome <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add you know i it is i'm i'm extremely proud of helston and you know the the outward things like, um, you know, our CTE programs and the new electric buses are, you know, great pieces that are easily seen of what's mm-hmm. going on inside of a school system. But I, you know, I got a list here that I'd love to share with you in the fact yeah. of that we offer free preschool that I talked about, uh, started a free after school program last year that we were continuing. Um, our students qualify for uh, community eligibility provision for right. breakfast and lunch. So every student, doesn't matter your parents make a million dollars, gets free breakfast and lunch in our school system. Um, we let all of our students into athletic events for free because we want them there mm-hmm. and active and, and involved. We wrote grant um, wrote grants last year, or this year, excuse me, and 
we're awarded and we are providing free dinners to any kids that come to our athletic events. So really? That's if great. a kid comes and supports um, our boys basketball team, you get in for free and you also get a healthy home cooked meal, not concession stand food, but our new farm to school coordinator is cooking them pasta and meatballs or, you know, turkey wraps and uh, sourcing local produce from uh, area farmers. Uh, we have a food pantry uh, that we provide to students for free through a partnership with a couple of organizations. Uh, really proud of the Hornet Health Center that we have here in Pelston. We've got a full-time nurse, and uh, if there's something that she can't handle with kids, uh, we telemed in a doctor from the health department. And so if your kid's sick in Pelston, they can go to our Hornet Health Center. They can get a strep test. They can be diagnosed with strep throat, um, and the, the script can be uh uh, called into the pharmacy so that you can pick up your child, pick up the script, get him or her home and on the couch and, and feeling better. Um, free mental health support through that Hornet Health Center as well with two counselors, one in each building. And then, you know, the latest that we're doing that I'm most proud of is that we've hired uh, Dr. Mark Sloan, who's a trauma specialist from Western Michigan U University. Um, he's coming in twice a month to work with four students um, a month, two on each visit, and the difference that we've seen in what he's, the way he's able to reach families and, and students is uh, absolutely remarkable, and he's changing lives and giving kids a, a second chance at being successful in school, so that's it's wonderful. pretty good. I'm not sure if there's a reason for kids to even go home uh, based on all that. I, I, I want them to be here. <laughs> Safe and yeah. engaged. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Stephen, it's been a pleasure talking with you and learning about ways that you approach the superintendent position. And I appreciate having this conversation um, here at the gateway to the Mackinac Straits and, mm -hmm. and seeing what is happening in the district and all that's going on. So thank you for talking with me today. You're welcome. It was a pleasure.